listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. It's Thursday, February 8th, 2024. Good morning, and welcome back to another edition of Morning Air. Thanks so much for joining us all across America. Those of you that are up with us this morning as we continue with Day four of our Relevant Radio Give from the Heart Winter Pledge Drive. I'm John Morales, along with Glenn Leverance and producer Sarah Tafoya. It is great to be with you this morning. Thank you so much uh, from my heart for all the tremendous outpouring of love for Relevant Radio, for your support. Uh, it has been outstanding, as always, uh, yesterday with so many uh, Holy Land rosaries and scriptural rosary books just flying off the shelves. Uh, again, I just want to say uh, thank you uh, so much. We really do need your help. And uh, this morning, uh, we continue to ask for your help as uh, we are battling uh, to reach our goal of $3 million by tomorrow afternoon uh, at 5 Central. That's Friday at 5 Central. We're a little behind the pace. We're about 41% of the goal with only today and tomorrow to go. So it really is uh, beginning to be uh, crunch time. So right now, uh, it's super important uh, that you open your heart and that you give uh, from the heart. We're looking for uh, 50 gifts from 50 generous hearts uh, to uh, to give to Relevant Radio uh, this morning. If, if you believe and you love what we do, if you believe in the mission of Relevant Radio, if Relevant Radio has inspired and motivated you and educated you to pray more, to go to confession, to go to Mass, to come closer to our Lord Jesus Christ and our Blessed Mother Mary, then open your heart and give from the heart this morning. You can do it uh, super, super easy. Uh, You can do it in honor of our Blessed Mother with the upcoming Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. We can do it in... and do it for our Blessed Mother, basically. We, we can do it for, for her, her intercession in your life and do it online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Uh, or you can give us a call this morning at 877 uh, Prayerfully consider just how much you want to give from the heart here early this morning. And for whatever reason, if you can't give at this time, please pray for us. Prayers are so much appreciated. And in fact, we begin every hour during the Pledge Drive week with the Memorari, invoking the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary, to help us with our Pledge Drive. We also pray for an end for abortion in our country and for peace in the Middle East uh, and for all of your many prayer requests. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, a patroness of the unborn and patroness of relevant radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of relevant radio, pray for us. And we invoke the Holy Spirit, especially during this pledge drive when we pray, come Holy Spirit, come. 
Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Want to bring in our morning air team, uh, Glenn and Sarah. Hey, Glenn, uh, what are some of the stories uh, that are making headlines uh, here on this Thursday morning? An important case in front of the Supreme Court of the U.S. today. They'll hear a case to decide if Donald Trump is ineligible for a second term in office. Justices will hear arguments on the Colorado Supreme Court's ruling that disqualified Trump from appearing on that state's ballot. Now, they thought the president took part in an insurrection during the Capitol riots, and uh, his legal team argues that his actions around the attack did not amount to insurrection. The decision is expected before Super Tuesday, the big set of primaries coming up on March 5th. And Glenn, this is a really big case. It's uh, being uh, described as a landmark case for the Supreme Court. It's uh, maybe uh, the most uh, consequential election case since uh, Bush v. Gore back in 2000. And it's the kind of case that uh, the justices really didn't want to have to deal with, but they, it's, it's in their hands. Yeah, it, it really is uh, a big one. Uh, a lot of folks pointing back to the year 2000, and uh, this could uh, go a long way to determine uh, what happens in the election. Uh, meanwhile, um, the search and rescue operation uh, continues to, five, to find uh, the uh, five missing Marines. What's uh, the latest uh, with that down helicopter? Well, they found the copter. They haven't found the, uh, the Marines on there yet, and uh, it was headed from uh, a base near Las Vegas to uh, Miramar near San Diego there, went down about 40 miles east of San Diego in some very rough terrain. So it took a long while. It was reported missing around 2 a, or 1 a.m. The, the previous night, and then they found it yesterday morning and have been searching. Uh, but again, tough terrain there, but uh, we hope, hope for success. Absolutely. Well, uh, those are a few of uh, the big headlines. Uh, it's a Thursday. It means it's time for another edition of What's That Sound, Sarah? Well, grab your uh, reading glasses and your briefcase. We're heading to the courtroom for today's uh, <laughs> What's That Sound? We're going to be playing different theme songs as we usually do from television shows during a pledge ride. But this time, since there's so much going on in the courts, thought we'd probably do some of these uh, TV shows that were court uh, case related, you know, with lawyers and judges and all that good stuff. Uh, it sounds like I listen to it a lot, doesn't it, guys? Yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> I don't know does. any of the terminology. But uh, we're going to try it out, John. Are you ready for the first hint? Let's see if you've heard this theme song before. Oh, my. That sounds like Perry Mason. Mm, and I'm waiting for there. It, there, I'll do it again. Sorry. Hold on. We missed it. I'm transitioning between screen to screen. Very good. Okay. So you have heard of some of these court cases. You, that was one of my dad's favorite shows when I was a kid. I, I remember that because he was a lawyer. And so he really liked uh, that court show. Okay. Very good. Okay. Um, Glenn, here we go. Let's see if um, you've heard this one before. Is that the people's court? Boom. He's got it. Okay. Very <laughs> no, that, good. No, that in my mind doesn't kind of qualify for like one of the, the sure, nighttime okay. dramas. But okay. you know, there was just as much fiction going on there. But Very uh, good. Anyway. Okay. Well, I you know it's still a very fun theme song. Okay. I here we go. forgotten about that one. But thank okay. You. Here we go. Uh, John, let's see if you've heard of this one. Hmm. 
Best one ever. Yeah, it's a classic. It's been on for way too many years, but, you know. Uh, that is one that my uh, wife likes to watch all <laughs> Not the, the correct time. answer, John. What is the name of the, do you know which one it is? Glenn, I need some help. Okay, here oh, we go. Law and Order. There you go. Oh, there we go. Why couldn't I think of Law uh, and Order? And the very famous Jack McCoy, finally retiring after, I don't know, decades being on the show. My mom was heartbroken. Thank goodness for reruns. Is that the original? Because, you know, they have different versions of yes, Law Yes, yes, that is the that's original the theme song. One. There yeah. are multiple versions. You are correct. The spinoff galore. Well, that's all the time we have for today because of the pledge drive. But you guys did really good. Oh, you know, with Law & Order, though, just quickly, Angie Harmon was one of the actresses on there oh, as sure. an assistant DA. They yeah. switched those out every couple years. And uh, when Nikki Haley came on the scene, she always reminded me of Angie Harmon. Right, well, they do have the same hairline, I would say. <laughs> good choice in clothes and hair, for sure. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down there, Glenn. Very good. All right, uh, Glenn and Sarah, as always, uh, thanks so much. You got it, John. It is the pledge drive, which means uh, we need to take a, a short break. And on the other side, uh, we'll be joined by Morning Air contributor Monsignor James Shea, the president of the University of Mary, uh, to talk about the miraculous apparitions of Our Lady of Lourdes. So stay with us. There, There is much more to come. We are just uh, getting going here after a word from our very own Relevant Radio CEO, Father Rocky. This is Morning Air, your home for faith, fun, and news in the morning. Jump into the conversation. Call 888-914-9149. And welcome back to Morning Air on this Thursday morning. I'm John Morales along with Glenn and Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us as we continue with day four of our Give From the Heart Pledge Drive. Thanks again for all of your generous support, big or small. Every single bit helps our cause. With again, just a, a reminder, just today and tomorrow to go. And uh, I know uh, you, our relevant radio family, uh, are outstanding. Uh, you've always come through, and I have a lot of faith in you. As uh, we uh, do every morning, our power scripture from the Playbook of Life is from 1 Corinthians 2.9. The Apostle St. Paul writes, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. This is what our spiritual life is all about. This is uh, what our ultimate goal is all about, getting to heaven. Let's continue to persevere in the faith and run the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, our Lord. And we always pray with great confidence that prayer uh, that Drew and Maggie pray uh, every afternoon on the Chapel of Divine Mercy, Jesus, I trust in you. Our toll-free line, if you want to be part of the program this morning, sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters, it's 888-914-9149. Now, this Sunday, February 11th, we will remember Our Lady of Lourdes, even though it won't be celebrated in the normal fashion because it falls on a Sunday and Sundays supersede feast days. Uh, this morning, we want to take the opportunity to talk about Our Lady of Lourdes and the message that she brought to St. Bernadette Subaru and the world 166 years ago. Joining us live uh, from Bismarck, North Dakota, is Monsignor James Shea, the president of the University of Mary and a regular contributor to Morning Air. 
air and relevant radio uh, with much more on these miraculous apparitions of Our Lady of Lourdes. To learn uh, much more about the University of Mary, visit cometomary.life. Good morning, Monsignor Shea. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's a, a joy to be with you as always, and especially here during this such important time of our pledge drive. Absolutely, John. Great to be with you, too. And I'm so happy to be able to spend time with you and to talk about the importance of Relevant Radio and the importance of all the amazing people who support this ministry, this apostolate from sea to shining sea. It's really important. Well, Monsignor, as you know, uh, Relevant Radio is, uh, we're very Marian uh, here on the network. Uh, We are dedicated to to the Mother of God. Can you share with us why our listeners should uh, support the mission of Relevant Radio that brings us closer to our Blessed Mother, who always leads us to her son? Yeah, so, John, you know, I, I think it's important for us to understand in our own lives that God is looking upon us with mercy all the time. When we're suffering, when we're struggling, he's trying to bring us back into deeper communion with him. He's trying to heal us. This coming Sunday, as you said, is the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, and it's the World Day of Prayer for the Sick, because so many miraculous cures have happened at Lourdes, because through Our Lady's intercession, so many people who have been suffering and struggling and sick in so many different ways have found healing. Those of us who have been to Lourdes know that one huge part of that healing is the healing of the relationship uh, that we have with God. In other words, uh, God isn't just wanting to heal our bodies or our physical ailments. He's wanting to pour mercy down upon our lives, and he's doing that all the time for us. One of the amazing things about Relevant Radio, I think, and about the, the apostolate of Catholic radio, is that those of us who deeply love the Lord and who want to do better, who want to deepen our faith, who want to be stronger in, in, in our love for, for God and our relationship with Him, are able to find such fortification through Catholic Radio. In other words, the content of, of relevant radio, the, 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 the amazing hosts like you, John, and like Drew Mariani and Patrick Madrid and others, the, the content that you offer to us through the conversations that you have fortify us. But then there's a whole other group of people who, who, who might be far away from the faith, who don't know what's happening in their lives, who don't know or, or, or maybe sense deep down how much they need God, but they don't know what to do or how to get there. These people are driving down the road or they're flipping through the channel, and all of a sudden they'll come upon Relevant Radio, and I've heard about this. I've seen it. Uh, they'll, they'll come upon radio, Relevant Radio, and they'll find there in, in a providential moment that God is searching for them through the airwaves, and they'll, they'll sometimes experience profound and transformative conversions. And so when we support Relevant Radio, we're both supporting those who are devoted Catholics and who are uh, seeking to deepen their faith, and we're supporting those whom God is searching out in His great mercy uh, in mysterious and providential ways who happen upon Relevant Radio, and it brings about their conversion and the conversion of their family and friends. It's an amazing apostolate for doing just that, healing, mercy, and peace. Well, Monsignor, uh, I so much uh, appreciate uh, your love and passion uh, for Relevant Radio, and we appreciate uh, what you bring to the table on such a regular basis, both on this show and uh, on with Drew and, and some of the other shows across the network. Uh, it's, it's always a joy to be with you. 
Yeah, you know, well, it's a joy for me to be with you as well. Uh, again, I think that our support for Relevant Radio really pulls together for us our responsibility to evangelize, our responsibility to evangelize, and our own responsibility to draw closer to Christ. And so that's why I'm a supporter of Relevant Radio, and I think it's just really important. Uh, when, when Our Lady came to Lourdes, you know, when she appeared to, to Bernadette Subaru, it was an amazing thing in that Bernadette was almost nobody. She was just a peasant girl from a humble village. In fact, years later, I don't know if you know this, John, but years later they asked Bernadette what it was like for the mother of God to appear to her. What was her experience in the midst of that? And she thought back and she said, you know, what was amazing is that, um, is that I, I, was, I was so ignorant I didn't know anything about anything. If you had made a list of the least important people in my, in my village, I wouldn't have even been on that list. I was just too insignificant even to be noticed. And yet, when the Blessed Mother appeared to me, she spoke to me, she looked at me as if I were a person, and no one had ever done that before. She looked at me, she spoke to me as if I were a person, and nobody had ever done that before. We're living in a world in which so many people, including our young people that I work with at the University of Mary, so many people are experiencing a lot of anxiety. They're, they're, they're unsettled in their lives. They don't know what to do. And they feel like nobody sees them. Nobody notices them. They're just longing to be noticed and seen and loved. And God and, and the Blessed Mother and all of his saints offer that to us from heaven and in the midst of our lives every single day. We need to wake up to that reality. One of the great things that Relevant Radio does then is to help us in just that way. This apostolate, this amazing Catholic apostolate of Relevant Radio helps people to wake up to the fact that God is gazing upon them, that the Blessed Mother and the saints are looking upon them with love, cheering for them in their lives, coming to them in moments of hurt or agony or suffering with heavenly aid, with fortification, with joy uh, for the fight. Everything that we need is offered to us in the strength that comes to us through our faith. And the faith is spread in a magnificent way by the apostolate of Catholic radio, which is so beautiful. And so uh, I think that as we, as we draw near to celebrating this great feast day, of Our Lady of Lourdes, it's just wonderful for, wonderful for us to connect all of the healing, all of the mercy, all of the strength that comes to us through the prayers of the Blessed Mother at Our Lady of Lourdes, at, at, at the Great Shrine of Lourdes. All that healing comes to us when our faith is fortified. And one of the great ways in, in the modern world in which faith is fortified is through Catholic radio. And Monsignor Shea, uh, I find it fascinating that uh, Our Lady of Lourdes uh, appears to, to Bernadette, who, who was so humble. It reminds me of Our Lady of, of Guadalupe appearing to Juan Diego, Our Lady of Fatima appearing to the three children. She uh, appears to the humble of heart. That's right. Yes, because they're, they're ready to, to receive the message of repentance, the message of healing, the message of hope. And so when we're proud, of course, that pushes us away. But the, the humility uh, that we bring to our faith opens us to the grace of God. 
Monsignor, we're, of course, in the pledge drive, so everything is a little bit shorter. We need to take a, a break. Uh, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation about uh, Our Lady of Lourdes uh, with Monsignor James Shea, uh, the president of the University of Mary. So stay with us as we are just uh, warming up here on day four of the Gift from the Heart pledge drive as, as we roll on. Listener-supported radio. Talk that brings Christ to the world. Welcome back to the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. On February 11th, in the year of our Lord, 1858, I, Bernadette Subiru, was sent in the company of my sister Marie and my friend Jeanne Abadie to fetch firewood in the forest. Do you confirm this? I did see her. At a location known as Massabiel, I rested while my sister and friend crossed the river Gav. Do you confirm this? I did see her. For a time, nothing happened. And then suddenly I, I noticed that the room in the grotto was shaking. I thought this strange because there was no... I did see her. I did see her. A very powerful and emotional uh, scene from Song of Bernadette, uh, that absolutely magnificent 1942 film that uh, tells the story of Our Lady of Lourdes as uh, we continue talking about Our Lady uh, with uh, Morning Air contributor Monsignor James Shea, the president of the University of Mary. Monsignor, uh, I get a little teary-eyed when I, when I see that movie every time I've seen it, and especially that scene. Well, it, it reflects uh, the hope and the beauty and the faith which comes with belief that Mary appeared to Bernadette in Lourdes. You know, I've been to Lourdes many times, uh, and in fact, we have a Lourdes grotto on our campus at the University of Mary. It's beautiful. I've seen I've the photos. I haven't seen it in person, yeah. but it, it looks it looks wonderful. <laughs> Close to the real thing. And the, the, the students love going there, especially if, if they're heavy of heart, if they're homesick or... Or, you know, they, they've had a, a death or sickness in their family. They go there because the Blessed Mother can handle heavy things. She can hold heavy things. And so, um, and so whenever I've been to Lourdes, what I've been struck by most deeply is the real sense of Christian hope, which is different from wishful thinking. The Christian faith, Catholicism, gives us the gift of hope. That within the midst of our lives, difficult as they may be, not wishful thinking, which is just like, okay, maybe I'll win the lottery or maybe something good will happen to me, but deep hope knowing that it's not a question of whether something good will happen to me. God cares about my life. God loves me and he loves those whom I love. The saints and the Blessed Mother are real and they're praying for us and they want our healing and they want our salvation. And, and, and so in the midst of all of that, we can put our faith in a God who loves us and who fills us with deep, lasting hope. That's one of the messages of Our Lady of Lourdes, and it's one of the things that Relevant Radio gets out there in such an amazing way. I, 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 do, I do have to say that what matters is the content on Relevant Radio, but also the tone, that merciful tone, that hopeful tone, that cheerful, resilient tone which comes through Every time that Relevant Radio is on the air, that captures people and it transforms lives. 
Well, Monsignor, I hope to get to, to your uh, grotto there at the University of Mary's uh, someday. I was blessed to go to uh, the actual grotto in Lourdes with my mother uh, years ago, something in a moment that I will never, ever forget. Uh, as always, I really appreciate you uh, being with us, Monsignor. John, you're welcome at the University of Mary anytime, as are any of our listeners. God bless you and all the best. God, drive. God bless you, too. Thanks so much. Monsignor James Shea, the president of University of Mary. To learn much more about the University of Mary, visit cometomary.life. We need to take a short break when Morning Air continues. Uh, Bishop Daniel Muggenberg will look ahead to this Sunday's gospel. Stay with us. There's more to come. Bringing the light of Christ to start your day. This is Morning Air. Jump into the conversation. Call 888-914-9149. And welcome back to Morning Air as our Give from the Heart Pledge Drive continues. I'm John Morales. It's good to be with you. And now it's time to look ahead to this Sunday's Gospel. Always remember that the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ is powerful. When the Gospel, the Book Eternal, is proclaimed, Christ is passing by. Jesus is speaking to you. So listen carefully as Bishop Daniel Muggenberg, the Bishop of Reno, Nevada, shares his weekly reflection on his Sunday's Gospel with our very own Glenn Leverance. Our Gospel reading for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad, so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. Time now to dig in for a deeper look at that gospel reading for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. comes out of Mark 1, verses 40 through 45. Joining us once again, the Bishop of Reno, Nevada, Bishop Daniel Muggenberg. Bishop Muggenberg, always great to have you along. And great to be here, Glenn. A famous story about the healing of a leper and everything involved in that for us today. Yes, you know, there are only a couple times in our liturgical year cycle when we actually hear about Jesus healing a leper. And each of these presents some really powerful and challenging lessons for us as disciples, because in one way or another, um, we are all lepers in our relationship with the Lord. And the Lord wants us to both experience his compassion and also to be obedient to his command. And this this uh, particular scene today gives us some great opportunities to reflect on what that means practically to live that out. Well, leper's life was very tough in those days. And uh, one of the thoughts was that uh, Jesus was almost angry upon seeing the leper, not in uh, being asked to heal him, but just in the way lepers were treated in society. Leprosy in the ancient world referred to a variety of skin ailments, um, and the consequences for being diagnosed with any of those ailments is that you were ostracized from the community. Um, You literally had to live outside the town 
um, out in the countryside. And, uh, you, you know, you were not only just physically removed and vulnerable to the elements, even vulnerable to wild beasts, um, but lepers banded together for their own safety and protection. They had to beg for their food. They had to call out unclean. And they were believed to be punished by God for some sin. You know, leprosy was always considered a punishment for sin. So in many ways, lepers experienced this alienation on a physical, social, psychological, spiritual level, um, in, in addition to the fact that they needed practical healing. And this parable is, or the, not this parable, but this scene is beautiful because Jesus um, breaks all of those barriers in order to restore communion with them. You know, he lets them know that, that their illness is not a sign of God's punishment for them or of their sin. He touches them um, so that uh, they can know that they are not, you know, separated from the community. He speaks to them so to restore their social dignity. All of this is showing us that Jesus is overcoming these terrible circumstances in which lepers were condemned. Mm. Courage exemplified here on both counts, I suppose, one for the leper to kind of break the rules a bit to get close enough to people kneeling down in front of our Lord asking for healing. And then for those who yet did not fully understand uh, the role of this Jesus of Nazareth, the fact that he would touch him. You know, many people thought that lepers would make anything unclean that came into contact with them even people. And what Jesus shows us is that he's not afraid of being made unclean by the circumstances of our lives, but rather Jesus, as the stronger one, has the power to make clean the uncleanness in our lives. And that's important to remember, especially, you know, when we think about our relationship with God, because the Lord wants to make all of us clean and whole, and he has the power to do that. So we don't need to be afraid to come to the Lord seeking his grace uh, because of whatever circumstance in our lives may exist, but rather we need to trust that God's power to transform us is greater, you know, than whatever weakness or injury we might, we might have. Some thoughts on this passage, too, about compassion. The Lord moved by the sight, and who wouldn't be of a leper's situation? But going beyond just feeling and having our hearts go out to that person, but taking action. Yeah, whenever we hear Jesus being moved with compassion, pity, or mercy, uh, this the word is translated in a variety of different ways. But whenever we hear these passages of Jesus being moved like that, we need to remember that this is not an emotional feeling. Um, for most of us, we have kind of reduced mercy, compassion, and pity to just emotional experiences. But for Jesus, when he was moved with compassion or pity, it was a motivation for action. I mean, he actually did something to alleviate the suffering of others. He didn't just feel sorry for them or just pray for them. He actually did something for them. That's an important lesson for us because we need to move beyond an emotional experience or an emotional reaction to the suffering of others. And we need to let ourselves be motivated by that same um, um, you know, inclination to action that Jesus experienced. If we are his disciples, he's teaching us um, how we should be responding to other suffering as well. Looking back a little bit on uh, how lepers were, were treated in that day, and some thought that was a punishment from God, that that would be their situation. But our Lord's healing action here speaks to the fact that God, he wants healing and not, not suffering as a punishment. 
And that's important because, you know, oftentimes when we experience any type of uh, distressful situation in our lives, we can immediately jump to that wrong conclusion that somehow God has done this because God doesn't like us or God is punishing us or I must have done something wrong to deserve this. And, and these scenes of Jesus's life and ministry show us that those presumptions, those conclusions are lies. And that we should be very careful about ever jumping to that, whether it be in our own life or in the lives of others. The reality is that oftentimes our illnesses and our situations of distress can be the opportunity for us to receive God's grace and mercy in an overwhelmingly apparent way. And that can be um, an awakening of faith. So it can be an opportunity for grace rather than a sign of God's punishment. And sad and maybe woe to us if we would be those that would say, well, they deserved it. Or, you know, even if it's a, a group that seems to be made up of bad guys or whatever, that they deserved what they had coming to them in terms of punishment or even natural disaster. And, and some, uh, not necessarily Catholic priests, but others who preach for a living have, have called that out on occasion as God's punishment for a group of people. I think that Jesus would react very, very strongly and very negatively um, to such an attitude or action, um, especially on on the part of religious leaders. Um, you know, our Lord values compassion and mercy. Um, you know, ahead of any kind of condemnatory or judgmental attitude like that, um, and uh, and so I think we need to be very careful uh, when we hear those kinds of things being proclaimed. Um, that does not reflect the heart of Jesus. Last week's gospel talked about the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, and she immediately set about to, to do good, to, to serve our Lord and those in the household there. Here we have, uh, you know, a leper who was, who was healed, which is life-changing, and then the Lord said, well, go see the priest, but you know, don't make this well-known, and yet he went about uh, broadcasting the news in, in somewhat disobedience to our Lord. So this is an interesting dynamic that surfaces in this particular um, scene of our Lord's ministry, and we'll see it in other scenes also. And um, the gospel writers are trying to tell us something about what true discipleship means. Um, True, the lepers did receive this phenomenal grace from Jesus, um, and they asked for it. You know, they said, if you will it, we can be made clean. And Jesus says, I do will it. So the, the lepers are, are expressing good faith. Um, you know, they're expressing the right words of prayer. And they make their request to the Lord. Um, that's a good thing to happen. But then when Jesus makes his request of them, and when he says, see that you tell no one anything, they disregard the Lord's request of them. And they go out and do as they please. And what that shows us is that we can very easily come to the Lord, you know, with all the right words of of prayer, and we can come to the Lord seeking all these graces, and yet we can be as indifferent to what God is asking of us as well. And a part of our prayer needs to be to seek God's will, especially when we are seeking particular graces from the Lord. The lepers went out and did as they pleased, and they show that kind of discipleship that really is interested in receiving more from God than doing God's will. And it's actually our obedience of faith to the Lord that makes us a disciple, not our reception of graces. It's our obedience. And so Jesus is wanting us to see that, you know, even though he extends these graces, knowing that they will misuse them, He does it nonetheless as a sign of his mercy. 
yet he always hopes that we will be obedient to his word as well. And a great reflection. Thank you so much, Bishop Muggenberg. If you'd be so good as to wrap us up this week with your blessing. The Lord be with you. May the blessing of Almighty God instill within us the many graces that we need to be disciples, especially the grace to be obedient to God's Word. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. And thank you, Bishop Muggenberg. And now it's time for another episode of Glenn Story Corner. Corner. A great giving story today, our story called Giving When It Counts. Many years ago, when I worked as a volunteer at a hospital, I got to know a little girl named Liz who was suffering from a rare and serious disease. Her only chance of recovery appeared to be a blood transfusion from her five-year-old brother who had miraculously survived the same disease and had developed the antibodies needed to combat the illness. The doctor explained the situation to her little brother and asked the little boy if he'd be willing to give his blood to his sister. I saw him hesitate for only a moment before taking a deep breath and saying, yes, I'll do it if it will save her. As the transfusion progressed, he lay in bed next to his sister and smiled, and we all did, seeing the color returning to her cheeks. Then his face grew pale, and his smile faded. He looked up at the doctor and asked with a trembling voice, Will I start to die right away? Being young, the little boy had misunderstood the doctor. He thought he was going to have to give his sister all of his blood in order to save her. First John 4.11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. As always, uh, really appreciate it, uh, Glenn. Uh, yet another uh, powerful uh, story corner. Coming up next hour here on Morning Air, Kendra Von Esch, uh, our good friend and longtime Morning Air contributor, she'll be with us to share uh, the impact and the power of prayer and trusting in God in the most difficult time of her life. Plus, our spiritual director, Father James Kabicki, uh, will join us to discuss the upcoming World Day of the Six and the connection that it has uh, with the upcoming Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. So stay with us. There is uh, much more to come next hour as we uh, continue with our Give from the Heart Pledge Drive here on Relevant Radio and uh, the new and improved Relevant Radio app. <laughs> 